I'm Ernst Sundle with another Voice of Freedom program. This is segment number two, the very interesting story of Christine Miller, an American, German-American school teacher who finally said enough was enough. And so this is her story about showing the other side of the Holocaust story or of World War II history to her students. And she fought like a tigress for this right. She went to librarians, to her principal, to the teacher federation. I mean, that lady left no stone unturned until she got changes for the better made in the American school system. And I'm telling you, I'm showing you this in the hope that you will also do and become a Schadalk, a Christine Miller of the German Americans, that you will see that you have nothing to fear in the United States but fear itself. As President Franklin Roosevelt said, you have nothing to fear but fear itself. And once you overcome that fear, as Christine Miller did, you can state your German viewpoint as a counterpoint to the Jewish viewpoint, which has become the American viewpoint. And you'd be amazed how people will listen, how people will grant you a platform, and how the vilification eventually will come to an end. You know, God works through men and women. God is too busy to do everything himself, excuse me, herself. So, please, take Christine Miller as an example Put our Voice of Freedom programs on your local public access show and go out, give lectures, give speeches, the Kivandians, Rotarians, the Odd Fellows, the, 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 they're all out there looking for speakers. Let me tell you, I, I sent out a mimeographed letter in the 1960s offering myself as a speaker on the dangers of communism to our civilization. I was inundated from service clubs asking me, begging me to come and speak to their groups. Sometimes I had to speak four times a week. The same will happen to you. You can do it. You can do it. And if you have any questions, contact us at Another Voice of Freedom. This is segment number two with Christine Miller. Now to a short excursion into Germany. In the early 80s, the German government, under enormous Jewish pressure, enacted a law which makes it a criminal offense to doubt gas chambers and the Holocaust. But one thing they no longer have to believe. They no longer have to believe that these gas chambers were in Bergenbesen, Buchenwald, in Dachau, they have to believe now the second, the revised version. Now, this second revised version puts promoters of the Holocaust a little bit in a predicament, but not too much in a predicament because they can count on the short memory of people and uh, uh, people are not very logical, they do not notice breaks in logic. 
Now I want to uh, I want to recommend to you one book. This book, Anne Frank Beyonce Diary. Now you have here you have here a list of camps. Okay? That is in page 95. Bergenbergen, Buchenwald, and Dachau are listed. Are list, listed? Is that? Are listed as concentration camps. Auschwitz, Majdanek, and Treblinka are listed as death camps, meaning camps with gas chambers. Now Anne Frank and her family were deported from Amsterdam to Auschwitz. Auschwitz, as I just said before, is listed as a death camp. But she and her family were not guests there. At the end of the war, she and her family were evacuated to Bergen-Belsen, a camp which is simply listed as concentration camp, meaning a camp without gas chambers. And that's where that young girl died very shortly before the war, uh, uh, very shortly before the war ended, most likely of typhus. Now there are a number of books like that. For example, if you read Night by Elie Wiesel, in this book, Elie Wiesel tells about uh, the deportation of his family to, uh, from Hungary to Auschwitz. Obviously, his uh, mother and his sister perished there. There were many epidemics in Auschwitz. So at the end of the war, in January, Elie Wiesel developed an infected and passive foot. He is given anesthesia and operated on in the Auschwitz hospital. Now that is very strange, an extermination camp in the hospital. Then while Elie Wiesel is still recuperating, he and his father are given a choice. Do you want to stay? or do you want to leave and be evacuated with the rest? Elie Wiesel and his father talked it over and they decided that they wanted to be evacuated with the rest. So both of them wound up in Buchenwald. Again, where his father died, he wasn't guest in Auschwitz, he died in Buchenwald, again, most likely, of, uh, of a serious uh, diarrhea, again, very shortly before the war ended. Now to the last part. How was it possible to impose this lie on Germany, on the world? The biggest lie is readily believed if you can bait its hook with truth. The hook of truth were the horrible conditions in the camps within the center of Germany, Bergen-Belsen, Buchenwald, and Dachau. Now, second point. Germany was not only a defeated nation, it was a defeated, destroyed, and occupied nation. Now, when 
Occupation means the country is not only co controlled from the outside, but it is controlled from within. Now, can you imagine how the history books of the United States would look if, if Japan had won the war, not only won the war, but occupied the United States? Believe you me, they would look different. Now, the victors started immediately with a re-education campaign. Say the victors were noble and good, we the Germans were evil and bad, and even if we personally didn't gas any Jews, we did nothing to prevent it. A defense was simply not possible. The leadership in the know was, was hanged. Dead men tell no tales. The men who were not dead were still prisoners of war. And then Germany was put on a starvation diet. All we thought of was food, food, food again. And whatever they said about us, we had no defenses to, def to defend ourselves against said atrocity propaganda came secondary. When I went back to school, we had no books. The first book came about three years after the war, and it was a history book. Bound very cheaply, printed on very cheap paper, and the history book naturally promoted the views of the victors. Needlessly to say, the whole education was victory controlled, it victor controlled, it is still controlled because Holocaust education is mandatory in the German school system. The licenses to restart a newspaper were only given to those people who promoted the views of the victors. By the way, many Jews who had left Germany in the 30s and had immigrated to the United States came back after the war, and many of these Jews were given prominent positions in the news media. Now, the German archive was raided, the documents brought by the ton to the United States. Whoever controls the documents controls history. The Germans don't even have, their, the Germans don't even have access to their own documents, much less access to the documents of the Allies. Let me close by saying that there was a Holocaust, a real Holocaust, a German Holocaust, and a Jewish Holocaust only indirectly as the Jews were part and parcel of the German Holocaust. You cannot destroy a country and expect islands of well-being. 
that is hypocritical. But the victors, with a sleight of hand of the conjurer, directed the eye of the world away from the Holocaust, the German Holocaust, and to the, to the camps, to the horrible conditions within the camps in Germany, Bergen-Belsen, Buchenwald, and Dachau. For these horrible conditions, the victors were ultimately responsible. They victors, vote to the loser.
examples of man's inhumanity to his fellow man. And all the Germans did was to simply, arguably in a way, bring it to the industrial age that did it very efficiently and they killed a lot of people. Now to try and deny that is to me like saying the moon is made out of green cheese. Um, you can faithfully believe the moon is made out of green cheese. It doesn't change the fact it happened. That's unfortunate that you, you want to believe that. And it's probably difficult for somebody with German heritage in many ways to say, my God, I can't believe that we, as German people, did this. Americans have a hard time believing that we committed genocide on the American Indian, but we did. Not to the extent, however, that the Germans committed the genocide on the Jews. And to say that it didn't happen is to simply delude yourself. There are so many eyewitness accounts. There, look at the Nuremberg Tribunal. The leaders of Germany admit, they admit that this was the final solution was to liquidate the was to liquidate Jews. Now, you can deny it all you want, and you can say that I'm you can say that I'm being delusional, but it's quite obvious who is denying reality here, and that's all I have to say. Thank you. By the way, I do not believe that the moon is made of blue cheese. And again, I look at the facts. The facts are the facts are the facts. And by the way, something else. Oh, I mean, you are on an ego trip. Now, needless to say, sure, the Americans, oh, we committed genocide on the Indians, but not to the extent as the Germans. So we were bad, but just so bad. The Germans were very bad. That is simply an equal trip. Okay, another comment, question? Do you believe denial of the Holocaust should be taught in Marshfield Public Schools? I'm very glad you brought it up. Okay. The Marshfield school system has lots and lots of Holocaust books. In three books, there is the lie in Jewish class works from the knife that is in the North Spassel Zone. I, I just translated to you, it is not in there. But there is a vast literature of books which refute gas chambers. Now I want to bring these books into the Marshfield school system. What you have now is indoctrination, one-sided only. One-sided education is indoctrination. Two sides is education. That's why I'm running for the school board. Uh, what was your question again? Do you think denial of the Holocaust should be taught in the Washington public school? It should be taught. Should it be taught? No, just bring the books into the library and let the children make up, let the students make up their own mind. Yes? Okay, how many uh, people were killed in the world for Jews? How many altogether? That, that the Germans killed. That you believe? I do not know. There was a, there was a war going, a war means kill, kill, kill. But how many do you believe that were killed in concentration camps? Okay, there is a figure, as I told you. Uh, the Russians released the Auschwitz textbooks. 
the number of troops killed in Auschwitz, not killed, died in Auschwitz, was some of them might have been executed, was 74,000. Now that looks like a large, a large number, but you have to uh, realize that Auschwitz was a huge, a military, a huge industrial complex. It was huge. It was a city. Okay, so this does, and also you have to realize the epidemic speaking through that. So 74,000, that is the number for Auschwitz. Now I would say in the camps within Germany, Bergen-Belsen, Buchenwald, and Dachau, I do not know how many. Now you would have to go to the English and the American archives. How many, were, how many, how many of them died at the end? Well, what I don't understand is why you're arguing this point. Even if there was, wasn't six million killed, there was a lot. And are you excusing your your country for doing this? Now that's a silly question. Why? Why is that? Because, because why would I excuse anybody being killed? How do I look? Do I look like a murderer? Well, why are you? I uh, okay. Look, I tell you something. Many people tell me, especially in the German news media, the German news media, again, the German news media writes in German, but that's about it. Okay, the German news media says, well, don't riddle with figures. What difference does it make if just one shoe was killed or six million shoes? That doesn't, it doesn't matter. One shoe is too many. Well, then well, I agree with that, but then why say six million? Well, why is that? Why are you, are you excusing the the ones that were killed? Did I? What, Did what, I? What does it matter if it's six million or? Oh one. Oh one. If we're wrong in the in the numbers, what difference does it make? It obviously does matter. If otherwise, the six million figure wouldn't be handed in to us relentlessly. So it must matter. Okay, um, for my correction statement, you said soap is made from lye and fat. Right. Um, my grandmother told me about the soap, which was brought in, which had the initial RJF on it, and I believe that it stood for Rheinstuten Fett. Yes. Which means, uh, I think, dirty Jewish fat. Am I correct? No. That? What does that no. mean? You it's the numbers which are, it's R-I-F. F. It's not R J F. It's R I F. And I think for it's it stood for rice industry fat for our vitamins. The matter it was I, but Shu is spelled as a J, not an I. So that stood for what? Once more. R I F. On some of these bars, on the on soap bars, it's R I F, not R J F. That R I F stood for rice industry fat for bedroom. It had nothing to do with Jews. Otherwise, it would have said R J F and not R I F. A question in writing. Um, what is the real reason you are trying to convince believers in the Holocaust that it is not true? Okay. 
some of you remembers it Pittsburgh affair. That was 1982-83. I read an article in the Chicago Tribune by, I think, Ellen Goodman of Beck Afagarnow. And in this article it said, we are not going to hold it against the new generation of Germans that their parents were criminals. All I can say to that, my parents were not criminals, I am not the child of criminals, and my children are not the descendants of criminals. That's what I that's why I'm doing it. Another question, comment? Taking the logical extension of your response, who then is responsible for perpetrating this hope? Who benefits from this hoax? And how is it financed? Would you please answer those three questions? Um, okay, who benefits from the hoax? Okay, very simple. Mostly the state of Israel benefits from the hoax. If you do not believe me, okay, let me tell you that the German government by the year 2000 will have paid more than 200 billion Deutschmarks to Israel. Israel benefits. It's blackmail. It's real blackmail. Uh, I just read in the German news in a German magazine of Focus, which is a new magazine and seems to be somewhat uppity, that uh, 250,000 Eastern European Jews want either to go to Israel, uh, Israel, the United States, or Germany, and that the Germans are pushed to provide uh, pensions for these people which would amount to 2.4 billion DM. That's who benefits. I'd like to thank you, Mrs. Miller, for coming this afternoon, and all the rest of you for quick department and also for your interest in the topic. Thank you very much.